Hello, everyone, and welcome to What, what a Pitch! Before we start, I would just like to say sorry for the technical, any technical difficulties. It is totally 100% on my end, and I am just not going to have it anymore, and this is going to be the episode. So if you have a problem with it, I don't care. Fuck off. You are listening to What a Pitch, the podcast for people pitch made-up movies. Presented by the Pandering Talk Channel, I am your host, Dan Cutler, and I'm joined by the ever effervescent John Dangler. That's my cue. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped your cue there a little bit, buddy. I'm sorry. But yes, that is your cue. Hello, I Sean. Forget How I, are you? I, I'm good. I forget I'm supposed to say my name every time, and I, I always forget that. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm listening back to old episodes, and I found one where we just completely forgot to introduce ourselves at all. Nice. And we just go straight into introducing our guest. <laughs> Speaking of which, we have a guest on this episode. Woo! He's a guy from the band Yumi and everyone we know, and the band is very good. Uh, yes, Please, please give good. a warm welcome to Ben Leaps. Hello, Ben. Hello. The band is very good. The band is very good. <laughs> a sound guy in Detroit wearing an ICP shirt once called me the Bob Dylan of my generation. Wow. <laughs> so, <Nice>. like, <laughs> mixed bag compliment. <laughs> I, do love, I do love Rando's comments. For instance, one time I played a show here in Des Moines, and uh, the band playing after us came up to us and said, you played too many... You, play, you guys played too many Red Hot Chili Peppers covers. We did not play a single Red Hot Chili Peppers song. <laughs> oh, it's like that night. song Fast Car by... Is it Tracy Chapman? Tracy Chapman, there it is. I was yeah. like, it's, it's Tracy Adams? Tracy Adams doesn't sound right. Trace Atkins? Trace, Trace Atkins? Atkins. <laughs> no. My honky tonk ba donk Is that a lady name? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, how you doing, Ben? I'm great, man. You know, just hanging out. Thinking of think of a movie idea, developing that. Hang, you know, working on a working on another record. Um, a bunch of different, but just hanging out. You know, been having some crazy health issues. It seemed like they're a month or two from getting fixed, so that's cool. Mm. I'm alive. Pandemic chilling. You know, yeah. My nice. business is crumbling, so I'm like, uh, I've been, I've been, uh, I'm now a full time musician again. <laughs> nice. So, so. Uh, so yeah, just kind of hanging out, man. As a matter of fact, we're you're this is the pitch is just like we're just pitching the soundtrack and all of the soundtrack <laughs> is my songs. <laughs> oh, so, so we're going to just start start the number one. That one. So this is so this is like my chemical romance is three cheers for sweet revenge. Yeah, yeah, we're just going to start here. That's how it goes. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to play each one one by one. Yeah. Guy wakes up and then this song plays. <laughs> and he like gets out the door and then you hear this song. Like <laughs> It's just one giant music video for your whole album. The end yeah. is one of those like welcome to my thank you for coming to my TED Talks. It's just like me at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it it takes a really weird turn right there. Like, it always does. I was in, but then in like the last two minutes, he just came out on stage, and <laughs> parted a curtain. He was just standing there. And he was just like, thanks for coming. Uh... <laughs> Bye. What a weird way to end a movie. Yeah. If you're like at the premiere of a movie, like the, like the main character like came out and was like, well, thanks for coming. <laughs> Have a good night. Especially like Especially if they died or something, like in the movie. Like, what the fuck? Like, their character died, and then they just, like, came out on stage, and it's just like... <laughs> yeah. 
I'm here. Like any movie that Sean Bean's in, like Sean Bean <laughs> comes out in like either his medieval or villain clothes. Um, <laughs> and both. is like, well, thanks for, well, thanks for coming. Uh, and everybody's like, who is this guy? And he has to say that he's Sean Bean. <laughs> and like five nerdy dudes are like, yo, Sean Bean, you can't simply go into the, <laughs> yeah. like, fuck. <laughs> It's yeah. like that Aziz bit. He's like, it's always nerdy Indian dudes that are trying to take pictures with me. It's never hot girls. <laughs> yeah, never. Um, <laughs> I don't have anything to talk. I don't like. I don't have any prompts or anything. Uh, fucking. Yeah. What are you guys like? What did you guys? Ooh, I had a. I had a. So I've been experimenting on like TikTok recently. I like. Mm. I have a terrible relationship with what people think are industry standards and like doing the necessary stuff to like market yourself. Like basically like I've had a real hesitance about sharing more of myself than the music because that requires you to seek approval for not only the product you create, which is the music or your comedy, Sean, but also like the self. Yeah. So it's like a judgment on yourself and not just like the creative thing you make. So that's like a really weird dynamic to be putting that much value into mm-hmm. your, you know what I mean? It's a judgment yeah. on you. It becomes a judgment on you as a person. Yeah. Your personal brand. It's like, no, 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 This is, I made this music. The music is the product. I'm not the product. So it gets sketchy. Anyway, I've been fucking around with it. <clears throat> I put up a question on there. The question was, what fast food option would you gladly be overcharged for? <clears throat> Are we, are we talking like a specific from a specific place or just like a burger or like a French You got to name the place. Okay. And okay. you got to name the option. <clears throat> like say something that worth would be worth as an option worth five bucks or more. Okay. That you would be willing that you would be willing to pay more than $5 for. Can't okay. be delivery. <laughs> oh man, that is hard. Uh, I think one thing I, so what's what's the option thing? I'm sorry, I, I don't think I caught that. So part. like, it's like guacamole at Chipotle. Yes, yeah. So like, that's an option, but it's like an uh, upgrade okay. that you got to pay for. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's like, think of a restaurant that you were like, yo, they should have this there, or they should allow for this there. Uh, okay. Like two years ago, it would have been breakfast at McDonald's. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? You would have been like, I'll pay a $5 surcharge to get an Egg McMuffin at 11.35. <laughs> you know, okay. So I actually got, I think I got an answer. I would pay $5 or more for a dessert option at Raising Cane's. Oh. Ooh. Because oh. I, love, I love Raising Cane's. I think, oh. it, I think it's primo. Iowa? Did they get a Raising Cane's in Iowa? Hell yeah, yeah, yeah we, we do. What? <laughs> this oh, is about as north, north as the now. south gets. They left? <laughs> I didn't even realize that they had left Louisiana. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Or no, it was was it Georgia? No, it's Louisiana. It was Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. It's backstory behind that's crazy. So silly. I know it's in Nashville as well because my brother lives down there and he loves raising canes. Yeah, it's it's Uh, it's blown. Raising canes is blowing up. Good. Uh, Yes. But yeah. Good. I would I would pay a lot. I would pay five dollars for a dessert option at raising. Well, yeah. All that savory. Yeah, you got all that savory and like, it, all, maybe a hot take. I'm not sure how people feel about Raising Cane's lemonade. It's not great. Um, so does really, it need to be? Yes, like, yes, actually, it does. It does. 
that was my question. I was like, how strong is your opinion about it? It's strong. It's all, so it's all savory. The only sweet yeah. you get is like your soda. So what are you thinking? I'm thinking, well, so you could go a few options. You could go easy and you go with like a shake, you know, just okay. like Ooh. all fast food places do a shake. Ooh. I think they should go the Portillo's route though and get like chocolate cake. Okay. Or something like cake. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking soft serve. Cause you're already Ooh, eating, you're already eating chicken strips, so you're already kind of having like a youthful meal. You're yes. already living like you're never gonna die. <laughs> like, why not? Why not? Why not go soft serve? You know, just have that whole. That almost feels oh, like a kid's birthday party. Chicken I love that. That sounds party. like the best birthday party. <laughs> that's, that's like a like the rich kid in your neighborhood's birthday party. You're like, how the fuck are you? How do you get it? You can rent soft serve machines. <laughs> I don't see a lot of dollars. Like, I don't. I don't see a lot of soft serve anymore either. I yeah. do really like that. Yeah. Like I look forward to that whenever I go on. It's so funny the conversation turned to soft serve. Like I just like somehow my brain was like let's steer it in this direction. Um, I like yeah I look forward to that like just on vacation like when I go like to like to the beach or whatever once a year if I go like camping down that way mm-hmm. um, like drive down like over to the coast yeah like that's the only time I see it. You yeah. got to like Culver's and stuff, but that's more of a Midwest thing, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Love yeah. Culver's. Zaxby's yeah. is Georgia, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it goes it southern, right. yeah. definitely. Yeah. North Carolina, South Carolina is like cookout. I don't know if you guys ever had cookout. cookout. Yeah, no, no I don't I know. know. It's, like, it's like a fast food place that only exists in like this one area, the Carolinas or Georgia. I can't remember. There's a Zaxby's in Nashville, actually, now that I think there about it. So. I love those fast food restaurants that only exist in one state or two. It's odd. In-N-Out <laughs> is going to get ruined for me if one ever pops up in Pennsylvania. I'm going to be like, nah, because now it's just some regular, it's like a, oh. it's like a Louis C.K. joke. I never do drugs so that when I do do drugs, they're amazing. <laughs> the thing, uh, okay, here's my hot take on In-N-Out. Um, I was in San Diego and I was shocked at how long the line was at in and out And I was like, all oh, right, yeah. I'll, I'll try it. I'll try it. I had it. And you won't, won't know that this is, there's a regional fast food chain in Des Moines called Bebop's. And I was just like, oh, this is just Bebop's. Like, this is like, it was the same thing to me. Like, I was like, and it's like, but to me, I just was like, oh, it's the same restaurant. And like, yeah. Like it's no better or worse. It wasn't like great to me, like what it does other people, but it was like, it's good. <laughs> they ran with the sauce. For me, it's a hundred percent seventy-five percent sauces. I I was I was actually wondering if maybe all of these like regional fast food places are actually all owned by the same like umbrella corporation. <laughs> it's just different branding cookouts yeah. too chaotic cookout like the if you guys look up the cookout menu it's like okay you can you can get a burger you can get fried chicken you get chicken tenders you could get a chicken sandwich you could get a like someone was just like what can we fry like, <laughs> like what can we fry they put all that shit on the menu and they're like you want sides we got corn dogs we got tater tots we got curly fries we got waffle fries we got grilled cheese we got fried oh pickles my. we got onion rings we got french fries it's so much stuff <laughs> like it's, it's oh amazing. my god yeah i'm looking at the menu right now i, I am vivid 
quesadilla, hush puppies. Oh my yeah. god! Multi sandwich, bacon wrap, bacon ranch wrap, chili dog, Cajun. Let's fry. slow down one second and examine <laughs> quesadilla hush puppies. Those are cheese filled pieces, balls of cornbread. Oh, <laughs> that's oh like my. a that's like a volcano cake, <laughs> cornbread and cheese. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Oh, so good, so good. Yeah, I, yeah. So they do time? have a. <laughs> I I think we have talked about fast food enough. I think it's time to move into the elevator Wait, for that. Sean didn't give an answer. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I okay, can go. Fine. No, we hey, You kind of hinted at it. I was honestly, I was gonna say Culver's, um, because I actually was thinking raisin canes. I couldn't think of anything good with raisin canes until you brought up the dessert. Idea. Dessert, no dessert. But, and the reason I choose Culver's because it seems realistic that they would do this because they're all about that Wisconsin cheese. Is they would make what I what every oh yeah Midwest that's right yeah Midwest so think of Midwest uh, what every and maybe this is a Midwest thing but every high school graduation I went to had a nice big old vat of cheesy potatoes and I would pay mm. so much money to have cheesy potatoes cheesy potatoes. <laughs> Just there's like, a convenience store in in Baltimore, like Baltimore yeah. and Maryland. Like there's one in PA, I think now too, maybe a couple called Royal Farms. They do fried chicken and they do potato wedges with cheese sauce. Ugh. It's the only shit they do. <laughs> Those like they're like they're, it's like a gas station convenience store, but they're like we make this kind of food. Have That's like it. and maybe some <laughs> like super sketchy breakfast sandwiches. <laughs> like, yeah, like these were frozen half an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Cheesy, cheesy potato is a good answer Sean especially since uh, like it's so staple Midwest yeah but I don't see cheesy potatoes like outside of at like a high school graduation or someone's wedding reception or something like they're not at restaurants <laughs> yeah you had yeah. Taco, Taco Bell for a while but they just canceled it I think that's what everybody was like really upset about because they had mm. cheesy potatoes there I think it's just the cheese from, I used to work at Wendy's when I was uh, like a mm-hmm. senior year of high school. Um, I remember the cheese was annoying to maintain at the fast food place. Yeah. There's like a freshness thing, like a, there's just an overall sketchiness thing to the whole cheese operation. Cause we used to sell steamed broccoli at Wendy's. Can you believe that? Broccoli. Steam. Wendy's used to sell steamed broccoli. Ugh. but it always had cheese sauce on it that's the one caveat like <laughs> like it's a broccoli but we're also gonna dunk it in this cheese sauce um yeah, that was a, always a sketchy preparation it's the only way <laughs> it's the only way people eat steamed broccoli is oh yeah covered put, in cheese i mean it's not bad you put you put some salt on it that goes a long way it does get, a, get aggressive with the salt and it goes a long way yep. all right now i think it's enough we've talked enough about fast food <laughs> Way too much. I, I think hope this movie's about fast food. I think it, <laughs> it's, it's not. a it's a pop punk <laughs> album mu- uh, music video about fast food. Yeah. No, it's time <laughs> to find out what this movie actually is. It's time for the elevator pitch. Okay. Hello, sir. Uh, you're you're here to pitch me a movie. We're on this elevator. Hit me. I am. Okay. So here's the deal. Coming of age movie. Uh young sporadically housed adult gets an apartment gets a job uh okay finds that's that's first act he sets his life up he's living a pretty pretty drunk life finds out he is you know one day finds out that his bus line back to his apartment's getting canceled this is gonna oh, wreck shit. his life because he can't afford 
yeah, shit. That essentially drives a lot of mental, drives him into an odd mental health crisis and a lot of personal changes that lead to a happy place. Yada, Ooh. yada, yada. Coming of age. And that's your film? That's the film. All right, I'm off the elevator. Bye-bye. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me just get this straight because I was also not fully paying attention because I'm stupid. Uh, so your character misses his bus line and this like ch- changes his life in a butterfly effect sort of way. Yeah, so if we start, you know, we sort of just start you know, first. So if you three acts, you know, you, you start breaking it up into – you just first set up this kid's life. He's sort of like, or not kid's life, young adult, 19 to 21, not old enough to drink, but not young enough to live at home. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Um, but still, you know, drinking. Like everybody's going to do. Um, <laughs> There'll be a beer like, or two. You know, you, you're getting a sense that that's becoming untenable in his life in very small and subtle ways um, pretty quickly. And then, you know, he's, also poor enough that he has to take the bus to and from his house. So he lives in a vaguely just outside of a direct urban area. One day he gets a notice that his sees a sign that says his bus line is going to be canceled. There's no other way for him to get into town. So he sort of says, fuck it. And his life starts to sort of, he's like, I've only got, you know, X amount of time until bus closes down and I have to quit this job because I can't get it any other way. It was very nihilistic life. It leads to a mental health crisis. He, uh, yeah, and then that sort of, he, you know, like most movies involving a mental health crisis, it meets an addressing point. Um, and, and I want to examine how, ex- I want to examine the negative side of getting better, or the negative part. I want to, I want to examine the it gets worse part of getting better. Okay. I like okay. that. So, uh, so let's just set up like the beginning. This is obviously a more metro area. Uh, I mean, certainly a larger metro area, um, maybe similar to Boston, where yeah, you could do. But you would need more black people. So let's think. <laughs> let's think Baltimore. Okay. Yeah, Baltimore, Philly. Yeah, we don't want to be too New York about it. We want a little bit of that sketchiness. Okay, that's fair. Right. I'm okay with. Yeah. The, I I think there's too many Boston movies anyway, so I'm okay. Yeah, it's a safe bet. Boston's a safe bet. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like Baltimore. I think that's a really interesting place. Yeah, that's good. Um, So yeah, a spot like that. And yeah, just, you know, works at a... He's like working and trying to exist in a class sort of above him. Mm. Um, Not necessarily like, not super stratified, but, you know, shirt and tie to work. But that's the only occasion that he'll ever wear those. Sure. So, like, uh, accounting. It's it's kind of you know, like, like a accounting law firm. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. Like working well, like a front desk kind of spot. I do like a law firm actually. That's interesting. Yeah. So he's like got a like. There's a lot of like keeping it together going on throughout. Throughout, like leading up to the point that he finds finds out that his bus bus route's getting canceled. Yeah, I see some like interactions with people, um, maybe on maybe on both like both sides. Like maybe when he is at the office, there are people saying things about those who live maybe in poverty, maybe not at like well, at his level. But you know, like say that, let's think like law firm. You know, like a defense attorney is going to interact with a lot of people that are 
that are from his neighborhood, mm-hmm. from yeah. his class, like his class set. So there's sort of like, he exists on both sides of those. He sees himself on both sides of the desk. Yeah. At all times. Yeah. Like throughout that gig. So yeah, sort of like in a way like the, not the neighborhood necessarily, but you could put it that way. Like doesn't necessarily, where you come from doesn't let you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's we're how kind we develop of, our accents. Yeah. Like we're kind of seeing visages of, who he is and who he is trying to become kind of. Yeah. 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 There's a very, very early awareness of that. Like, all right, cool. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, it's, it's like, he's in the club, but he's not like fully. He's not a member. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He borrowed a jacket to get into the, to use a comedic term. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He borrowed a jacket to get into the club. Not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You may even literally borrow a tie or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's other stuff. There's a really specific scene I have in my head of um, him passing this, like, what I want it to do is eventually illustrate that he's been avoiding the therapist or a counselor for a time. But the visual to me is like, just sort of like randomly and in a way you... I don't want to serve it up to an audience. You would need to realize that he was walking past the same walking past, but not entering the same address repeatedly. So maybe you, maybe you do like one head on shot. You know what I mean? Like almost just straight away. You see that profile walking by. Maybe you do some from like other angles of the place so there's like maybe like you notice like the trash can is the same yeah or like there's a similar like weird thing over there that's the same eventually i want that want that to be what you realize like oh like he was like walking that path or like maybe there's a pause that happens occasionally yeah um maybe it's like a maybe it maybe it could even be like so subtle that it's a like literally like after you second watch watch thing or like a fifth time and it's just like if you just watch the background you can see that it's that same trash can or mm. oh it's that coffee shop that he's right next door to that he's walked by a million times you know <clears throat> yeah that. exactly like it's never just outright given like it's not as obvious as you're gonna you're gonna need to look for it mm-hmm. the whole like my like the whole idea here is that you're sort of as you're sort of as surprised as he is when you reach that moment of like, Oh shit. Like I'm back in this, I'm back in this place. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I see, I see us sort of like entering that second act or that like addressing of addressing of, or sorry, I'm skipping ahead. It's fine. It's like, it's like a, it's like a story of like he's looking for something and the thing he's been looking for was literally right uh, there the whole time kind of thing. Yeah, to yeah, to an extent. Yeah. Yeah, if you pull it way out in the abstracts, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um like he knows what I mean to say with that is like he knows that that, that therapist or that counselor's office is there. Okay. It's not yeah. a thing he didn't know existed. We're not going to like slowly learn that he's been looking like he's been avoiding that place. Okay. You just don't realize like in the first act hey. you don't realize that's like you, the place 
you could have him stop, not necessarily show the exact, like, the door there. But, like, in theory, if you put it together later watching back, you're like, oh, he stopped, like, and maybe looked at his phone or something. But, like, basically stopped at the door. But maybe you don't know it's the do- that door until exactly. later. But basically, and so, like, yeah, you know, like, he's giving it pause. Like, he should be going in, and whether it's he's skipping yeah. his appointment or whatever's the cause. But, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, we'll eventually, like, once we reach – once we reach the point that he's notified that his um, bus line, like he finds out his bus line is ending, there'll be his, you know, he'll be using more substances, you know, mm-hmm. like sleeping around, making a lot of like nihilistic decisions because he's under the impression his life is over. Um, and that leads to a place where he needs like professional help. Mm-hmm. And when we get to that place, like if that's, that's like the end of the set, I would imagine like the end of a second act. I don't, and that before we get to the start of the third is sort of where he's um he's so like the, life is very real yeah. yeah so so okay um so you just said the end of the second act is when he realizes he needs therapy at this moment yeah so the the start of the second act is the bus line getting bus line the, the, the start of the third act the redemption in the third act the third act is the redemption and the process of that is getting to a place of like completely unraveling mentally or unraveling enough that you like are forced back into there. Like, mm-hmm. you know, seeing some crusty old dude that's like, Hey, you know, <laughs> it's been a while, Thomas. Fucking therapy again, like shit. Um, but yeah, that's like, that's, I see, um, you know, one of the things that I want to start, in the second act, after he receives that bus notice, I imagine like the vibrancy and the color of the movie shifting and changing throughout each act. Mm. Not super aggressively, not in a way to, again, feed it to anybody. But like the first act, you know, the, the sort of color is a little more balanced. You know, the, 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 the second act, that things are a little more brighter because things are a little brighter. Like we're doing something mm-hmm. to sort of to sort of communicate that his mentality has shifted. Yeah. It's not going to get darker. It's going to grow more, slightly more grandiose and delusional. So like, if you, you know that show, um, what's that, sh- that, that one on Showtime where it's done through like multiple people's perspectives. I loved it. It was called like the beach house or, Oh, um, I can't, it was, I like the dude from the wire and that like, yeah, I think it is the beach house. Let me double yeah, check. I can't remember. But anyway, like, so when they do that through multiple interpretations, you see the different subtle ways that things occur. So I want those subtleties to kind of shift. I want like the conversations he, ex- I see like the conversations that get experienced are like a little more heightened and a little more intense. Like not obvious, like, you know, um, any sort of like drug montage where someone's like hallucinating. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like, was that person kind of more of a dick to him or like more, you know, like what was that all about? You know? So almost like forcing, putting first person interpretation on third person omni, omnipresent accounts. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like this is how I remember it, but from a third person kind of view. Sure. It's like the main character. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, it comes to that head, like things sort of grow a little more delusional and hectic, and then he comes back in the, like, we come back to reality in the third act, and reality is, like, not as bright, 
Like it's not as bad. It's not as balanced as the first act either. Mm-hmm. Um, so initially, yeah, it's like a little darker. I don't want to, I wouldn't think like comedically. So like a little more like dull colors. Like. Yeah. Just a little duller. Um, one of the things I, I, I see uh, other thing I see happening is like a romantic interest starting on the bus throughout the course of the second act. And um, the third act happens. Um, we eventually find out that this guy's like back on his meds or whatever. And like that relationship was just a delusion. That person existed on the bus, but like what happened mm. to them didn't happen. Mm. And that's just like one of the like, that's sort of one of the examples I want to use to illustrate like the it gets worse part of getting better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So just all like, just a lot like, it's almost like, you could think of it like perks of a wallflower, but later and slightly more psychedelic or slightly more gondry. If you want to get, <laughs> want to do that. What, <laughs> yeah. uh, what, what other, what other examples do you have, I guess, for the, do you have off the tire head for getting, uh, it gets worse when it gets better. If I'm saying oh, that right. So- you know, again, the like sort of the coloration or the way things are shot, okay. Um, you know, shifts a bit. Like, you know, I don't know. Maybe, you know, you would have to do something. You could do something to the act. Like, you could do something physically to the actors on set. Like, really increase the humidity in the room or something, <laughs> okay. or just like create like just like there's like a like a st- like an initial like grogginess or heaviness. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, things like that. The other, you know, like the, say like a, we use we use an alarm in all three acts. Mm-hmm. And the sound of the alarm is different in all three acts based on uh, the state of the person. And so say yes. in the third act, it's like the most harsh and the most like, <laughs> you know, like initially. Yeah. It, it you could open the movie with the alarm clock. Oh. Sounding like, you know, say like we're doing our best to like keep on keeping on and we're keeping it all together. So it sounds, you know, just like the movie will look more balanced. Maybe yeah. it looks a little more typical to start I, out. I was going to say maybe it's like a sound that is correlated with the bus. Maybe it's like, because like I think there are some buses that have, I guess you could say alarms for like. Oh, yeah, like the like the wheelchair alarm when they're. Yeah, when they're yeah. Or, yeah. Or like or like for, uh, I think, uh, uh, visit like uh, visible visibly impaired people like yeah and there's an alarm to let them know so maybe it's like that sound the sound from that bus changes yeah especially since that seems to be the the like not the catharsis but the like the the through line the breaking point you could yeah you could um or like the bus horn or something we could preen like out You know, like there's there's got to be a way to like sort of put a bus a bus center a scene that happens on the bus mm-hmm. before the alarm happens each time. Oh um, yeah. A way to subtly communicate the loss of time, um, or like a dissociate, like similar to how like Durden would lose, like you know what I mean, like those guys would sort of like lo- just blackouts of time. Yeah. Maybe um, maybe it's the maybe. Don't make it that tacky or that like long or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just sort of like maybe he is dreaming. Maybe they're like. 
and again we don't even have to like get that convoluted about it as far as like someone's like is he you know actively in the movie but mm. um yeah just illustrating that maybe that's like the reset point throughout maybe, the maybe one it, of the reset it, points throughout the film yeah I, like you could have the alarm sounding when he gets off the bus like whenever like his stop is always mm-hmm. like someone in a wheelchair it's there they're getting on it and then there's that alarm yeah. Or maybe, yeah, the other thing, given his use of substances, there that could be a good illustration, like getting off the bus, there's that noise. You know, there's that noise getting off the bus. Say there's, oh, that'd be great, yeah. Say there's a person in a wheelchair that gets off at his stop every time. So every time he gets off, that, that wheelchair noise goes off, and he gets off the bus, and like maybe the very next thing is the alarm going off maybe like from there on like maybe that's how we illustrate that in the first act we don't necessarily mm-hmm. illustrate all the boozing and the like delusions in the eve like you know just all the weird shit that happens after he mm-hmm. gets off yeah. maybe we don't illustrate that as much and we sort of cut right from the sound of the bell going off to that is his alarm that he's hitting in the morning mm. i don't know <laughs> maybe, that's the, you know, like, maybe that's the last thing before the second act starts and the second act starts with the like the very first shot of the second act so i like i i think it's interesting tying it to his alarm like when he wakes up in the morning because um in the first act you know he's going to work and he's kind of like being a like a, a function like a functioning member of society mm-hmm. yes um so Tying the bus alarm from his stop to his alarm in the morning kind of cuts out that time of him sleeping. You know, his his dinner, cleaning the dishes, tending to the house, whatever chores, and then sleep. But then in the second act, when he gets the notice that his bus line will be closed, I'm guessing he still has his bus line open for now. You know, it's like, yeah, that's sort of the whole, that's the whole second act is like getting closer and closer to that last day. So, so, so it's in the second act. He, he feels like his life is starting to fall apart. Um, and he partakes in substances and typically I'm, I'm guessing he'll be going to parties and stuff at the, at night. Like going party and doing like dumb shit like that. Getting into like, I would imagine there's one situation where like the stakes get way higher than, than her ideal and yeah. it's reality check, but he doesn't acknowledge mm-hmm. that and sort of continues on his way. So then the alarm in the morning signifies the ending of his night rather than the beginning of his day in the first act. And I like that. that yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of flipping the, what, the meaning of the alarm and that sound, especially since we will be playing with the sound of the alarm itself. Um, Absolutely. I think that's really cool. I, this movie has a lot of imagery, you know, in both visually and audio wise into no. to playing into the, the, the psyche of our main character. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. It's like the aim is to, the aim is to, to create as immersive an experience as possible, you know, so that you're, yeah, it's not so much you know, the way Nolan plays with time. Mm-hmm you know, you're sort of playing with, you're playing with someone's perception. Yeah. Of a thing. And, and yeah. I, I don't want to come off like I'm critiquing you or, or criticizing you or anything, but like, Good. this is definitely more of a visual experience rather than like a narrative. You know what I mean? Like 
So, oh, that could be the case. Yeah, absolutely. Which, yeah, which I've just really defined a lot of. I've really defined a lot of the how I want it to feel. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. I will say these kinds of movies have made for not great episodes of the podcast in the past. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. No offense. <laughs> no, I yeah, love this super, movie. I love this idea. Yeah, no, it's a really it's a super strange well, one. For me, it's all it's all about like Yeah, it's about figuring out how to how to communicate some of that stuff, like how to like what are examples, you know, like I like I mean it's it's easy, you know, in a place like Baltimore or Philly, like you're two shades away from like hanging with people that know dead people that died way too early. Yeah. You know, so like you could, you could easily leave a bar and end up in the wrong goddamn house. Like if you were too fucked up. Oh yeah. Um, like the wrong, wrong house. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it's like, you're trying to put a tangible experience for an intangible, like a purely intangible concept in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and there's, Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it can be more of an experience. That can often be. They both serve the same. And, uh, yeah, and I think... Yeah, I think so how do we shore up the narrative then? What would we do to do that? Well, it, well, so I don't really want to put, like, add a narrative where I think uh, it doesn't need a narrative. I think mm-hmm. if we tried to shoehorn a narrative, it would lessen the movie you want to make. You know? So this, this isn't, this wouldn't be like a, yeah, it wouldn't be like a first person thing yeah mostly yeah we wouldn't be like leaning hard on that shit it it would be more like let's talk about like what is actually going to happen and i think we've done that pretty well with the first act where you know he goes about his day um yeah yeah, what's actually going to happen okay i think act one is pretty pretty uh cement like not cemented but like solid yeah uh, like and given out um yeah i'm i'm still maybe curious about like the actual events of act two yeah so he he gets the notice that his bus line is being canceled and he begins to feel like his well like right then he feels like my life is falling apart yeah and like so the way that the way well, let's talk about the way that that can cascade so let's say um let's say like he, he gets that notice on the way into work mm-hmm. like in the morning you know New shit, new shit. You know, he gets that notice. Yeah. Let's say someone on the bus, like, say it's like a, the bus is hotter than usual, like, and more crowded than usual. Yeah. Like, just somehow, like, maybe it was a warm day, and it's, like, fucking February, so, you know, everybody's in a hot ass, like, a heavy ass coat or something like that. So, like, he's a little uncomfortable, like, on the bus, like, after that happens, you notice, like, he's... He got that news, body temperature's a little higher. He's in that jacket. Um, he, like, goes to work. He goes to work and is, like, you know, then from being in that jacket and, like, his temperature raising because he's kind of panics about that. He's, like, you know, his nice clothes are a little shitty. You know, he's, like, <laughs> a little sweaty and, like, ugh. Yeah. You know, yeah. so he's already got, got, got that some vibe. Like, feels like that. And, like, he has a conversation with somebody at work it's a it's a small exchange, but um, like he interprets it more negatively, and like it's just enough for you to notice. And you're like, what the fuck, you know, what the fuck was that? And, like you would notice that, but it wouldn't be subtle enough. That's I mean, 
I would imagine that's the goal of anybody. The, the caveat is always, it's always subtle enough to not be tacky. Like that's always, <laughs> yeah. it's always the end goal. Like, <laughs> For most things. Um, yeah. And so goes to work just, you know, and stuff sorts of the edges get a little sharper throughout the day, you know, like maybe, you know, maybe like noises are a little loud, like maybe, maybe the buzz of the, the overhead lights a little louder. That's a pretty stereotypical thing. We mm-hmm. have to, the keys are a little loud, louder, yada, yada, yada. The air vent is just like a little more loud, like blowing yeah, just something a little like, harder. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get too crazy. The day wears on, but you know, you notice the tension of the day more. Mm-hmm. Maybe we yeah. spend more time in, in kind of a monotonous scene, you know, where he's just like file and shit. And you're not like, you're almost like stranger than fiction, noticing the little stuff that's going on. Maybe, maybe like, maybe someone's, almost repeat, someone's in a very loud bag of chips <laughs> yeah yeah shit like that <laughs> and then we you know and then you know, you know that continues all all like all day he goes home and then just shit kind of shit kind of gets wild from there he goes out and has a has a night without has a crazy night without consequence um then continues going through this while continuing to devolve maybe he's maybe he's having a beer in the shower or like you know drink like maybe he starts drinking on the bus on the way to work or whatever yada 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 small stuff Mm -hmm. like maybe you notice that his maybe his clothes aren't as clean not like he's rolled around in dirt all day but that he's you know that stuff that he's not keeping it together as much anymore Mm -hmm. shit's starting to fall apart like he has a he has a moment with his with his mom like you know, it's, it's communicated to us in the movie that, you know, that there, that it's not super, like, he's not super in touch with his family all the time. But like, they're obviously like friendly. Um, and his mom kind of like, you know, he has to give, he has to give someone the I'm fine, the yeah. I'm fine thing. Um, and that comes, that conversation comes after him going out for another night and the stakes becoming a lot higher than he expected. Um, and then I'm fine. I'm fine. And then obviously that's when we get to the end of the second act. Um, things kind of ramp up to the point. Let's say we don't have to go as heavy as succession, crashing a car and killing somebody, but, but we get to a place where like the damage that the damage that occurs in this event cannot be repaired. It is, it is irrevocable. Um, and you leave the second act knowing that there is no possibility of repairing what was just, what was just damaged. Does the damage have to happen to him? No. Or to someone else. Or could it just be like, it's close enough, like a second party or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. It can, be, it can be something that gets witnessed. Like something, yeah. Um, it only requires that he lives, he or she or they live with that. Um, I like that. Um, earlier you that said, doesn't get redeemed. I uh, earlier you said something about how in like Baltimore you can just end up at like the wrong house. Yeah, just boom, like just boom right there. What if that's literally it? Like he like is just like he's like at a bar. And yeah, he had just just one too many. Yeah, and he just meets someone. And it's at a bar, a, like a, like a, yeah, just like someone who's, you just know that they're a little too far, you know? Yeah. And they're like, Hey, my buddy's throwing a party. Obvious. 
Like an old friend seems too obvious and like a stranger seems too easy. So like, what's in between there? I, well, I think it's maybe someone like you've just, so like he's met him maybe at like, like we meet him like at the beginning of the second act and like, just as he's like going out, he runs uh, into him. Hey, I saw you last week, you know? And then they like yeah. hang out that night and that, yeah. like get drunk together. And, and yeah. it's, it's just like someone that he's like, just and it goes bad. Out. Yeah. And then it gets yeah. bad at that, at the end of that second act, this guy takes him to a house where there is someone. Something happens whether, yeah, whether it's a stereotypical of someone getting shot or robbed or. I think it's, uh, yeah. I was like thinking, yeah. I was like, what's damage that can't be undone. And I was like, I guess like a sta- like a simple stab, just like a one one instant stabbing, like yeah. someone would gets- do it. Yeah, and like Especially- you can't you can't take a stab back, but it's not, <laughs> but it's not like a murder stab. It's just like a, yeah. oh you fucking ah you like ah you stab me you son of a gun you son of a gun. It's a we're not friends anymore stabbing. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. Um, that brings into the that brings into mind the possibility if we work backwards that. This is this moment is a point that maybe what forever maybe what is uh what doesn't what can't ever get redeemed is in addition to whatever physically happens is a friendship or a relationship. Ooh. Yeah, I like that. Um so at some point at some point we have a maybe at some point we have a caring but enabling friend. Um I was going to say like, the girl on the well. You want to save the girl on the bus for the yeah. That becomes a hallucination. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, a it's like a delusional thing. Like it it does it doesn't actually occur. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I it could be a relationship because what we could do is bring in the idea that bring in the idea that he has been dealing with the fact that he's been like cheating on his significant other in the second act, like as shit gets hairier and hairier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we come to find out that that was sort of like a delusion that he was having like on the bus. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's like, maybe the reality of it is that like, maybe as a girlfriend from like high school, you know, like, like they've been yeah. dating for like two, three years. Mm-hmm. Shelter from the storm. Yeah. So they're kind of serious, but there's move. They're in a new chapter of their lives you know they're, yeah. not, oh, yeah. they're not at school anymore There's, and and you just change as people so yeah. maybe but but maybe she's still is like still wants to keep up this relationship and he doesn't want to just hurt her so yeah, maybe, maybe he's like, feeling trapped and yeah. like kind of like makes up like with this like he's flirting with this girl on the bus because he doesn't re- like his girlfriend anymore and so maybe He's dealing with guilt with that throughout all the second act, yeah. And then the third act, you're conflicted because you're like, oh, thank God. Like, this happens to me with drinking dreams. Like, I'm coming on 10 years sober. Um, so, like, I used to have dreams where I'd wake up and I thought I, like, went fucking drinking or whatever. And I'd, like, the, like I'd have, like, my physical body would be guilty. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd feel oh. it in my bones. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what happens is you're relieved that he wasn't, that he didn't have like doesn't actually have to feel guilty about this no. but he was fucking hallucinating it happening <laughs> yeah yeah like, I, it's like i'm really but fu- like you know that still happened worse before it gets better yeah and like, additional part of that and additionally like we get into the third act he he's broken up with his girlfriend in the second act and we learn that this girl that he's 
thinks that he has some stand, like some cornerstone of a relationship on the yeah, bus. That it was so loosened. So now he doesn't have either of them. Yeah. 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 yeah and yeah. The, so yeah. So the redemption, you know, the third act is, you know, getting back on one's feet. I'd imagine if you find oh, yeah. yourself like back in that room, like maybe, you know, you Pete Davidson up and he had to move back home with his mom. <laughs> um, it is Pete you know, Davidson. You're so shit. right. Build shit up. Um, yeah, and just sort of then start, you know, I don't maybe we end the movie with him getting back on the bus, getting back on a bus. I was going to say, how does it, does it end with, does he find another bus line? Does maybe it's like a year later and his mom surprised like his, we learned that he's been trying to save up for a car and his mom surprises him with here's your last 200 bucks or something for a cheap yeah. crapo car like it's a it's a garbage car but it's got four wheels and an engine and can get him to yeah maybe that's that like there's there's got to be i think the other layer would be to there's got to be something that there's got to be something that he desires Maybe it's small, something that, something that brings him peace or contentment or perspective on the journey up until then. That lets, that sort of lets him uh, goodwill hunting the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, so, so that's a question. Like, what is that thing? This yeah, is your, this thing? is your movie. This is your character. What's he, what is he looking for this whole movie? There's kind of this cool memory I have um, very early on. Uh, I lived a really, really, really rough childhood. <laughs> um, like I was, I was tortured and kidnapped for a year um, when I was nine. Um, yeah, pretty crazy shit. Uh, but uh, not to blow over that. Um, <laughs> but so, but so my, my youth was fraught with beautiful and horrible experiences. Um, way more horrible ones and beautiful ones. Uh, but there's this moment I have, and it's very like foundational for me with my mother of her, I'd been jumping up and down on the bed and like I slipped and I hit my head on the radiator and I don't remember any of that because I was so young. But what I remember is the first person perspective of me laying down, like, lay, like laying down on the floor with my head like in her lap and I could just see blood from my head injury, like dripping past my oh. eye. Like, not, sorry, not to be super, I didn't know that was gonna gross anybody out. But, but what she was, like she had like an ice pack on my head and she was like rubbing my back or something. Um, so it was this moment of like, I'm in pain, but like I'm being cared for. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe there's something we can do in the beginning, beginning like that, that we use that same frame use that same sort of frame at the end of the second act. Maybe that's the last thing. Like we see this frame of him being cared for this like shot, this, this very similar, this shot of this person being cared for as a young person from a first person point of view. And then we bring it to that same shot, same shot, except the setting is different. He's now an adult. Something's happened to this in him in his room. He's about to pass out. And then the next shot is where we start the third act. He's in the therapist's office or he's like resentfully picking up pills. Um, going back to the, the, the image of him being cared for. 
what if we did a juxtaposition where, because this is a bit more of an indie kind of coming of age kind of film. Yeah. Yeah. What if we start the movie? What if, so. yeah, kind of, um, fucking coming. <laughs> <laughs> what if the movie starts with pretty much that exact situation? He's jumping on the bed. He slips, he hits his head on the radiator and his mom like rubs his back, gives him an ice yeah. pack, bandages it up. Um, but then the second act ends with, like in the in the skirmish where someone gets stabbed, maybe he gets pushed, he hits his head, and he's like lying in that same position, but now there's no one there to care for him. Yeah, yeah. Same like yeah. Yeah, same shit. Like that's the whole vibe. Like he's he's alone, he's been fucking left or whatever. Like yeah. shit has gone down, he's alone. This sort of same you know, that communicates that like life is always life is always always the same. Like there are things that are gonna be familiar, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's he's alone. Yeah, he's like he's in literally the same position, but it's complete completely different like feelings. That's exactly what that's exactly what my my aim was uh, in in thinking that. Um, I think it'd be good to like if we then just like I maybe it's too stereotypical if it's a dream. What if we flash forward to like present day, whatever the fuck, real quick, like almost like it was a like it was a daydream, you know? Yeah, um, and it kind of cuts into it plays into that like the playing with time, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah, like maybe 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 the third maybe the entire third act takes like takes place two years from that from that moment or something like that. Yeah, like whatever the thing, like whatever the, yeah, like maybe, yeah, maybe there's a, maybe there's a large gap in time and we don't find out what happens in that until the third act starts and he's got a clear head because maybe he doesn't know, Mm. you know what I mean? Or maybe it's not a thing that like, because we're doing the movie from the first, we're doing, we are forcing the first person interpretation on an omnipresent perspective. Maybe um, it's something that he just has like, the character isn't comfortable with talking about yet. Yeah. Like that period of time. Mm-hmm. And eventually that gets like, that gets shared. You know, maybe there's some fucking speech where he was like, I've been doing this shit for, you know, two or three years. I went to therapy. I did this thing. I was in, I was fucking checked in for six months. Like yada, yada, yada. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Maybe, maybe, it- there's a, maybe there's a moment, maybe the redemption at the end is like, maybe the redempt, redemptive moment at the end is sort of, I don't want to say fucking like not something as lame as saying no to drugs. But, like, that moment where I'm like, dare say no to drugs. Yeah, like, yeah, that's the message. Yeah. Uh, but the idea of like, like again, not even as small as like I'm not going to go out, and it doesn't have to be. It doesn't even have to be as fucking like as small and like things didn't change as like the way back, or like I'm just like I'm just starting. But just this idea of like something, maybe one of the thing, maybe one of the things that is happening in the second act or the first act, and the first act that you realize in the second act is like he's not capable of standing up for himself, and there may be a bit of like something that he like decides to fight for um, in the third act. So, oh, uh, and he's definitely lost his job by. 
by the end of Act Two. Just so we're clear, I yeah. felt like that was obvious. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it's just shit that's gonna happen to you. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, not getting his job back, not doing something as as stereotypical as. I mean, as, as what I did and I started doing dishes was my first job after I got sober. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be that, that stereotypical. I was going to say, what if, so, I mean, you framed it in the, you, you, um, him moving back in with his mom. Yeah. What if that's kind of like the building block of getting back to getting better? Is that you yeah, can move with his mom? Maybe his mom needs help. I'm on solid footing. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. there's some, one of the best things to re uh, as far as rehabilitation in like prisons and anywhere else, anywhere you go is learning to care for something. Because yeah. if you can learn to, if you learn to care for something is you're willing to let that thing be capable of hurting you. Mm-hmm. That's part of that relationship of vulnerability. Like the more you care for something, the more you're out on a limb for it. And the more, you know, it can hurt like, so the more vulnerable you're willing to be for that, that thing. So maybe there's some play there, you know, maybe mm-hmm. that may, something happens where he learns to take care of a, take care of mm-hmm. something else to learn to better take care of himself. So, so we're not thinking like a Ricky Bobby Cougar in a car situation. <laughs> I mean, if we want a beautiful boy it and have it all go to shit right at the end. I'm just like, <laughs> wait, I can't remember how the movie was so goddamn sad. Does it? He gets better at the. He gets better before the movie ends, right? I've never, I've never seen a beautiful boy. I've, um, I've not seen it. Go. There's so many movies. <laughs> Watch it when we get done. Depending <laughs> on how late you're going to be up. But yeah, maybe. that movie fucked me up. Um, yeah, they did a really good job. Um, they did a really good job. Yeah. Uh, that might have been one of the last good movies Amazon made. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe. No, they've, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm wrong about that. I'm sure I've watched three or four that have been like, "This was solid." <laughs> like, <laughs> I've probably said one is in my top ten or some shit within the last forty days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, maybe the so yeah, that's his like. All right, things are settled. He's going to take care of things, and and um, it also provides him some some responsibilities that could actually that could end up like re he gets some satisfaction or some reward from like like maybe he makes dinner you know and like but the mom invited the the neighbor down the street or something so he so he makes like it could be like a simple dinner like like spaghetti and boiled green beans or something like that yeah Um, what about uh i mean the mom is could be like I, I don't know, like her own maid service or something like that. And then he, you know, he starts tagging along and yeah. just making beds and things and like, you like know, helping beds. clean the house. Yeah. How, yeah. That'd be just a good real one. simple stuff. <laughs> that clean yeah, stuff. Again, being a, being a maid, like as a mother is not like working for maid service is not a lucrative operation. Yes. <laughs> you know, so that, that could be like her job. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, yeah, she did, you know, yeah, we just we're out here surviving. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what's up. Um, yeah, I'm almost thinking. Like, I wonder if there's not some odd. I'm thinking small detail that we lace throughout the movie. Ooh. 
um, and then translates into getting into a profession that we don't expect. Not something is like hip and cool as like, I'm a gardener or I cook <laughs> I work with the earth, like shit like that. Like maybe it's still wacky. Like maybe he trims trees or some weird shit like that. Like it's like, it's like grounded, but it's not. Used bus salesman. What's that? <laughs> used bus salesman. I was going to yeah, say used like, car salesman, but there's, with the bus. Yeah, I, yeah, maybe there's something with the, like something loosely connected to the bus. Not quite as on the nose as like yeah. the bus driver but yeah. there's there could be something to that like maybe he oh maybe maybe he gets a job like working for the state or like the empty and he's like he's i just picture the scene of him like putting up a sign of a new bus line uh, so like he, so he sign. works for the department of transportation yeah like the yeah like something Something relative that you're like, yeah, it's a blue collar job, but he's it's like stable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if it's a if it's a metro area, it could be like the train, like train lines, like you could run yeah, train yeah, lines. The and you get Amtrak to pay for it. Then you get that means you can get the federal government to pay for it. Boom! We got a ten Boom. million dollar. We got budget. a federal grant. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we not ten million, budget. but we got something. Yeah. They probably um, would also let us just use public property all the time. Yeah, that'd be the other thing. Yeah, so, I always wonder, you know, when like with uh, what was that Battleship when old when, and they were like, yeah, basically the Navy paid for this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like whatever the fuck. They're like yeah, yeah, yeah. They paid us so much to 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 shoot all this like, what do they call it? Uh, uh, people call it like, Art- military Artil- propaganda. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh. like, was that the was that the alien one? And then it was just the military fighting them, or am I thinking? No, or, oh, it was no. based on Battleship. Is yes, that what yeah. I'm yeah, Battleship and it's aliens that it's land aliens. and yes. don't move. Rihanna. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah they don't I, move. They just, they don't react. Yeah. If you hit them, cool. I, I'm pretty sure I saw that in theaters. <laughs> and it was an EMP, so there was no sonar or radar. Yeah. So you just had yeah. to do the fucking okay. the fucking two arm. How does this turn? It's so wild that this like it's. It's so cool that mechanically, like back in the day, they'd be like, <laughs> like just rotate it around. Yeah, like that's yeah. how they did it, and then we're like, all right, let's blow everybody up. <laughs> it's so it's so like childish play school toy kind of. It's like okay, <laughs> like, like this is goofy. This is murder. <laughs> so <Yeah>. crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a tangent guy. Um, so, uh, so what do we still need to do? I think um, you guys have any pro t- uh, ca- as far as casting goes. Any thoughts? Well, uh, Sean, <laughs> unless you have something to uh, add, no, I think I'm yeah, good. Well, well, then it's time for the cast list. Woo! All right. So, yeah, sorry, I have like a like a. You got segments. Enter I like the cast list. <laughs> I'm all chaos. So, so uh, before we get into actually who's playing who, I like to just figure out like who are we all casting? Like, who are the, the, characters? the characters? So we obviously have our main character. Main character. Uh, let's just cast his mom. Mom. I feel like the mom will be in there. Uh, the girl Romantic on the bus. Romantic interest. Yeah. Well, 
The girl on the bus? Uh, primary that? romantic interest. Yeah. Delusional romantic interest. Uh, okay. So okay. the girlfriend and then the, the girl on the bus. <laughs> yes. Girlfriend, um, girl on the bus. Uh, I think the, uh, the guy that he becomes friends with in Act 2, which you yeah. mentioned Pete Davidson earlier. So. High stakes Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Some high stakes Dave. <laughs> I imagine, so one of the things that like, not to be, not quite, I don't want to be this stereotypical, but the idea that like, there's sort of this idea with this person that he views himself as sort of better than him or better than them, the high stakes Dave, like the protagonist, let's call him fucking, fucking names. I ben. And no, <laughs> uh, uh, Otis? I don't know. Like, <laughs> a dog, Otis. okay. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah. So let's say Otis. Otis. Um, so, and Otis is like a, so the other thing is like, Otis is like a, it's kind of like an um, old man name. You know, mm-hmm. so you're not named like a hit, like a cool, there's, so there's that vibe. Yeah. You know, and, um, and so, yeah, so, uh, like like so not as stereotypical as like Otis's weed dealer or something that he like goes and hangs out with but something along those lines like Dave or Dave um, fucking Otis views him at Otis views Dave as like a a person of service that he get doesn't think a ton of is like cool with you know but on a low-key level like thinks he's better than or is above but they grew up in the same place sure. but because Ben has learned sort of the there it is. <laughs> Otis. Otis. Now that, now that Otis has learned sort of the code switching of where he grew up versus where he works and where he's people he's striving to be around, um, he has uh, he's sort of viewed it like that has sort of started to, started to integrate that a bit. So he sort of is like, ah, oh, fucking Dave, that fucking guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Dave is like, Dave like gets it. Dave... Dave sort of like Dave knows it, but doesn't necessarily give a shit until at some point in the second act, he, he like I would say right before the Dave's stakes get real high, there's sort of that like you think you're better than me, but we we went like that mm-hmm. kind of shit like in the second act. Yeah, we're all like, the, we're all the same on this planet Earth, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We're all, we're, we're we're all doing the same shit. Like you're not any better than me. Like you got fucking stabbed too, or whatever the thing. Yeah, like, yeah, however yeah. it happens. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty tight on those five characters. Yeah. Like maybe there'd be a primary, like coworker or office worker, but again. Oh yeah, like a boss or you know. Yeah, like boss or like somebody that handles the exposition at work. Mm-hmm. You're fucking up, Otis. You're doing a great job, Otis. Like whatever the thing is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely see that. All right, so so those five or six. Let's start with the protagonist. Do you have anyone in mind for that? So around twenty so, years old ish. So around yeah, like twenty, nineteen twenty. Yeah. Jake. I Paul, never know. Not younger. Jake Paul. <laughs> a couple of years ago, I would have said Michael. Uh, fuck, that's a. My, uh, Michael, no, Gerard Carmichael. Um, oh, but he's gotten, he's, I feel like he can't, like he wouldn't play, like not playing 20 anymore. Yeah. yeah he's definitely older than that. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Like, he could have pulled it off. I Ooh. Um, there's a uh, – Marvel did a TV show called The Runaways. Yeah. And there was one – oh, crap. I think it no. – I have an idea. We yeah. cast – There are two protagonists. So the whole movie, up until the third act, this person is played by, this 20, 19 or 20 year old is played by an older person. Okay. Don't address it in any way. <laughs> <laughs> Don't address it in any, not like an old person. Yeah. I'm talking like 40, 50, like, Michael Shannon, Nicolas Cage age, not, mm-hmm. you know, Sam Worthington. <laughs> like, <laughs> so you're, like saying, just like, you're thinking real old. Like, yeah, like, um, like how they did Dewey Cox with John C. Riley. Okay. But keep it, but don't address it at all. And then you're like, <laughs> then, the, then the third act hits and he's like, if we go with the scene in the therapist's office, like, he's actually like this person's actually younger is that too crazy uh... like you know that you know what i mean like you like there's something that tells you they're the same person you're like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay so like what you're seeing the reason for that is what you're seeing is that first person perspective forced onto the omnipresent communication so like inside the person feels older. Mm. So you're seeing uh, okay. an older person. Yeah. And then start of the third act, their actual like, yeah, that's how old that person is. So so do you wanna do you wanna stick with one of those two? Either uh, Nick Cage or um Michael Oh no, Shannon? I just meant like that age. Okay. Like, I'm not talking like how Sean about Trump. how about Sam Rockwell? That'd be good. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. He's weathered, but he's still, but he's still got. He can still dance. Man can still move like James Brown. And and like, if you wanted to just keep him the same for the oh my third gosh. act. Wait, keep him the same for the third act. If you if you wanted to keep him the same for the third act, but just like like make him look younger, I feel like Sam Rockwell still has like looks healthy he enough that. that you could age him down yeah. a bit. If there's a way, like we don't, yeah, we don't need a Robert Downey Jr. that. Irishman him we don't need to do all that oh yeah but yeah (laughs) and the idea like plus with Rockwell sort of the idea of so the movie the Joker uh fantastic zero rewatch ability for me yeah I could not have cared less I was like this just didn't hit in the second time Mm -hmm. but there was something in the this line about the Joker's setup he's like there's music in his soul so like that's why they had him dance when he did like that was the reason for that yeah. like in his character in the character building there's something about that like something about Sam like the idea of casting Sam Rockwell and using his dancing at just even mildly we don't need to have him fucking you know do like he's coming out on Conan or something mm-hmm. but just the idea that like that's a thing he sort of does when he's drunk like maybe he does it sloppily or he's like you know what I mean like yeah. his inhibitions are reduced. Yeah. Um, I definitely maybe see. Maybe in the beginning of the second act, like it feels liberating. Sort of how everything heightens up. 
he like starts dancing or something you know like there's this moment like he goes out and he's okay like i feel good so your brain's like all right like yeah he's kind of loosening up but then it's too much mm-hmm. you know that just keeps mm-hmm. going you're like all right go back to work don't keep no <laughs> 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 I, yeah, I love Sam Rockwell. Uh, and yeah. I definitely see, I know exactly what you, you're seeing in him for that. Yeah. Yeah. That could work. Like, not quite like, not quite West Virginia honky tonk or anything, but like. He, he's out having a good time. Yeah. And it's just more, more, I guess, like freedom than we have seen him in the first act. His grand, yeah, yeah, absolutely. His grandparents worked at a steel mill. Yeah, just think how those have shut down, whatever that looks like, uh, present day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Sam Rockwell, cool, great. Yeah, let's do it. Um, okay, let's move on to his girlfriend. His um, girlfriend. We don't want to go mom first. Okay, let's. Yeah, yeah, let's go mom first. Um, I feel like mom informs the girlfriend. That's no. fair. I could. I definitely know what you mean by that. You know um, what? Yeah, yeah. Are we going? Are we going for a mom? Are we? Go, yeah. Are we going for a mom who's like, in reality, they're just like fifteen years. She's fifteen years older, or is she like legitimately older than him? Did you see uh, the leftovers? I'm watching it right now. Ooh! I'm on season. I'm in. I'm on season two, episode four. Ah! Oh, you're getting right to the like. The first season is such a bummer. It's not as good as the second or third. Oh, wow. Okay. The first season was, like, I enjoyed it. It was sad as fuck. Not for everybody. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Season one was super sad. I, I had to, I had to, like, I would watch, like, literally an episode a day, and I couldn't watch anymore after that. So. Breaking Bad is that for me. was that for me. Mm, yeah. Because that, that whole show is about trauma response and the different ways that people respond to traumatization. Yeah. You know? Um. So I was like, "Woo, this isn't too close to home." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it was so heavy when it started. I was like, "Fuck, he's got cancer, yeah. and he's broke, and he's." It's like you can't write a country song that low. <laughs> like, and it's know, Brian. Like, okay, and- like she's pregnant. The kid's disabled. Like, holy fuck! Like it. He works part time at a car wash. God damn! <laughs> you think he? Yeah, just his brother-in-law is DEA. Yeah. Yeah. It's Just tough. yeah. Yeah. They really. They're like, you think this is a, l- a low way to live, like a low place to be. <laughs> like they start at the bottom. <laughs> like they start at the bottom of of self perceived dignity, and they go lower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, um, what what about the leftovers? So the left Peggy. <laughs> Wait, Peggy, right? Yeah. Peggy. I was like, you're not. Yeah, the leader of the cult. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yep. Um, like her is the mom. I I do like that. She's she's also in uh, the Handmaid's Tale. Uh, yeah, and she's, she's not. Because to me, she can play friendly. Like her vibe. Like she doesn't have to play mean like that. She's fully capable of playing a friendly woman, like mm-hmm. a caring person. She's got the same look as the woman that played uh, Dewey Cox's mom, but not that same like quaintness. That yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm loud. I'm being loud. <laughs> uh, I love you. Sorry. I didn't realize it's late. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so yeah, Peggy, Peggy from the Leftovers. Uh, I feel like, does anybody have any thoughts? 
and Dowd. Uh, I'm super in. I love Ann Dowd. Yeah. Sound, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Looks good. Not sure. Yeah, I haven't seen her in anything, but seems good. Here. Blue Look collar up. enough. Yeah, okay. She's also born on my birthday, so I approve. Oh, or wow. I'm born yeah. on her birthday, I should say. Yeah. January 30th? Yeah. Oh, nice. FDR, baby. <laughs> Franklin Delano Roosevelt's also born on that day. <laughs> hey, Obama was born on mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, and dad. So, how do you see this and dad being the mother informing who we cast as for the girlfriend? So, like, like all moms, you know they care. Mm-hmm. Like, so there's that, that's what sort of the, fa- that foundational memories about, like, yeah, there was all this, ca- like, there was this bad experience, but someone cared for me in the midst of all of it. So, like, so, like, you're aware she cares, but you've, so, you've been a burden, or you felt like a burden. Um, so, you want it to be someone of, someone that the mother would approve of, and we can see, like, right away that, like. Oh, the girlfriend. Okay, sorry, I was, like characterizing the mom oh so the girlfriend the the girlfriend of the yeah um so not disapproving but like concerned or just like a little worried. So, so you want it to be someone that the mom isn't wholly on board with. Yes. Okay. Does that not, does that not work? Well, so, so I thought, uh, I thought you were going for someone that the mom did approve of and like the mom and the girlfriend were like best friends. That, so I wouldn't, so maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe it's more like this, like, I've always looked at I've I've looked at um political parties for the most part as as wanting mostly the same things but <laughs> fucked up how ways to get there. Yeah, just how to get yeah. there. Yeah. It's like, you know, rural people don't like the government cuz when we poison their water, we just fucking ignored it. Mm-hmm. You know, they want the same things that they don't want poison water, same thing as the liberal environmentalists do. But the liberal environmentalists think, you know, we tend to think like we need somebody to make rules. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the company's just going to keep putting shit in your water and telling you to fuck off. Yeah. Like, well, you already, you told me to fuck off. Mm-hmm. Also, like, what, you know, so maybe there's something about the girl that the mom doesn't like, but at its core, they're fundamentally like they both agree on the big stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about, Chloe Savini. Chloe. Uh, she plays Jake Gyllenhaal's wife in Zodiac. And then she's also um, in The Dead Don't Die. She's the third officer. They- yeah, like someone like that would work. We need to look. I, my brain keeps leaning towards somebody that's also on the outskirts. So maybe somebody that's that doesn't present quite as traditionally, quite as traditionally female. Um, you know, maybe, maybe somebody who dresses a little more presents 
looks a little more masculine. I'm not sure. I was, I was going to say Catherine Hahn before you said someone just a little more masculine. Not, yeah, yeah, not masculine. That's not the word. Catherine, how do I spell Catherine Hahn? Uh, K-A-T-H. Oh, she's, she's too old unless we're going to frame it in the same, unless we're going to do. older. Unless we're going to play her older too. Unless she's like a similar soul to the protagonist. You know I, don't, what I, mean? I, I don't think so because I think that create like I think there needs to be a difference in age to create some dysfunction there. Yeah. Something that he's not totally into. Uh how about yeah. Blake Lively? Blake Lively could work. Like, yeah, those it's like young young women. Like what's uh is that Zendaya girl's name? She do a good job. Oh, she plays a Zendaya. Yeah. Someone like that. You know, maybe Elliot Page. You know, oh, yeah. you know, some somebody that's not like that's not going to be. You know, they're attractive, but they they're not fitting in so well either. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the people we've named so far, I actually do really, now. Like, I think Elliot Page actually was a really good a really good call. Okay, because um, yeah, I think just, like like she's like yeah like not they're like they present. Not totally. They don't feminine. present traditionally, traditionally feminine. You yeah. Know, now that Elliot's referring referring to himself as male, like it, it makes it a more interesting story. Yeah. There's more, there's more going on. There's, there's more complexity to the issues of being in an being in an. Or like the reason I lean towards someone like, someone like Zendaya is that like we're in Baltimore, we're in Philly, so the complexities of being uh, a minority while also being. Yeah being a queer person while operating while living in an urban environment in an, in a, in a, in, a, in frankly in black culture is complicated mm-hmm. you know so you tend to people tend to be cool with you you know but for how, but un- only until the stakes get so high yeah you know what if what if zendaya um was the the bus was the bus girl that'd be good yeah Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, because she's, yeah, because she, because I think we could, I think we could, uh, uh, like hit those those differences that you were talking about, hit those those issues that you were bringing up. Yeah, it, through that character a bit, Absolutely. a yeah. bit more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, 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 I mean, I still really like Elliot Page for the girlfriend. Yeah, that would work. I mean, it would absolutely work. Um. Page, Zendaya, Sam Rockwell. So we've got like a boss, like a coworker. Yeah, like a like yeah, like a boss or a coworker. Maybe someone who's like laterally above him, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's it's always fun to cast the heel. It's like not the difference is like with this, it's it's not quite office. It's not office space heel. Mm-hmm. It's not like uh, Lumberg. You know, but it's I maybe I don't know. I Patrick Warburton. <laughs> I like looking up Warburton. I can never remember that's uh never the man who voiced Joe and Family Guy, Croc and yeah, uh, was in rules and was in rules of engagement. He's also Elaine's boyfriend in uh, yeah. a Seinfeld for yeah. Yeah, for a large part he, of it. He's I'm a thinking, par- like 
like weirder. Weirder. Okay. Not. Yeah. No. Patrick Warburton's like manly man. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boys. He's. What if you went with a? And this is a really weird call, but the comedian Fortune Feimster. Do you know her, Sean? Do you know her? Yeah, that would exactly. actually be hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that could be great. It, it's real out of left field. But play it dead serious. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah, like, yeah. The, the comedy, like, the comedy's, like, comedy happens. This whole thing feels like a black comedy to me. Yeah. But, but like, it's not, you know, it's not the way, it's not the, it's not direct. It's not, like, for, it's not establishing fortune as a comedic actor mm-hmm. is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, and I just love fortune Feimster. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So get her in the film. She's so funny. Um, okay. <laughs> so, so we have Sam Rockwell as our protagonist. We have uh, Elliot page as uh, Sam Rockwell's boy girlfriend. We have Zendaya as the hallucin hallucinated love interest on the bus. We have Anne Dowd as Sam Rockwell's mother. I love this cast so far. And then we have <laughs> Fortune Feimster as his boss. Uh, now we have to cast High Stakes Dave. And you mentioned Pete Davidson earlier. <laughs> first, yeah, first and foremost, to, to get access to... to uh, person's going to... Baltimore and Philly are going to... Race is going to come into play in this, reg- any way you put it. Um, so that... So the person that is move is moving through. It's gonna need. It's gonna need to be played by a black man or a black woman. Okay. Right. Um. Yeah, like somebody like again, like I'm imagining like somebody that age that like. How about Gerard Carmichael? That's too old. Oh. Too old. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't know who to cast for that, but yeah, like, I'd, say, I'd say I think he's too old, but I'd say Ron Funches. Somebody that uh, I love Ron Funches too. Ron, Ron Funches isn't scary enough. Like, I, what yeah. for is a guy that could put guy, a little fear in you. Yeah, put a little fear in you. Like, Ron Funches is a black Care Bear. <laughs> Ron Funches he's is a, the nicest human being I've ever. I know that's why it'd be funny in my mind. In my entire yeah. life. You yeah, want to so like, try some heroin? <laughs> like, uh, you know that... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you want to do some drugs? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I've heard him say that exact statement in a, in a comedy special. You're just smiling the whole time? Yeah. You want to do some drugs? <laughs> oh, my gosh, I love Ron just... <laughs> um, So, like, they, they, got a, they got a charming smile, but they can get serious quick. Like, you know... And, like a, and young. Ed Young. Oh, uh, um, I mean, wait, that's not actor. That's I'm guessing David actor. Washington is just old, too old. Um, wait, Ed, you said Ed Young? I think he said and Young. <laughs> oh, and Young. What was the guy's name? David Washington. Uh, he's Denzel's son. Yeah, he was just in what film was he just in? He was in something. He was in Black Klansman. He's in Tenet. Tenet. He's in Tenet Tenet. as well. Oh, that's his son. Yeah, that's it. Always bums me out when I learn that people are already connected. I'm like, shit. All right, nepotism. 
He's great. I mean, he's a great actor. Yeah, he's great. You know, it's like Donald Glover being like, yeah, I came up. It's like, no, you, you were already there. <laughs> you already had access. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Did he yeah, he's a- Donald Glover's kid, right? No, he's not. Totally- Danny Glover? He's not related to Danny Glover. He, sold, he told me that. Somebody told me that. No, that person lied to you. <laughs> God damn it. The liar had bad information. I'm so glad. I'm so glad it's not fucked up for me. Yeah, no. I'm so like, glad. Yeah, no. He uh So glad. He's not related to Danny Glover. It seems so I was so, like, I didn't think he was. Yeah, it seems it so like perfect. Racist. Yeah. And it, they were like they were like, No, they're related. That's nope. how he's able to do all the shit he does. I was like, I, are you no. sure? No. All right, man. Like it was one of those like we're in a conversation. I don't want to just Google shit. Yeah. Right. I, as far as I know, he literally got to Donald where he Glover was. would be great. Oh, Donald Glover would be great, actually. I do love Donald Glover. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, t- you turn on the charm, but like when you need to get serious, you can. Mm-hmm. You know, again, it's, it's another person that moves through various communities, that moves through various communities and is capable of sort of that, that code switching that's necessary when you're trying to. I mean, every, fucking everybody is, but. I think he would, per, I think he would love to play that kind of character as well, because as we've seen over his entire life, he, yeah. he, he has such a diverse interest pool, you know, yeah. from writing 30 rock, being on community, uh, like all of the, all of his music endeavors as Childish Gambino and Atlanta, you know, like mm-hmm. he, like he has such an incredibly diverse pool of talent that he can tap into. And I think that Absolutely. would really be a great asset for this character. And it would be good. Like, I think part of the, like this old soul mentality is that like, we don't need to play. We don't need to try to play him as young as like 19 or 20. Mm-hmm. I mean, the he's like in his like early twenties. It's like, it's like somebody that, like, you know, he met at a bar or whatever. Who the fuck knows how old he is? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's part of like the, that's part of like the, um, the eventual like raising of the stakes. It's like, you're in a, this is a grown man's game now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it doesn't need to be like an adult, but somebody that's like just a couple years older that like under normal circumstances, you wouldn't, you wouldn't interact with somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I- Boom. I think we got our cast then. So just to run it over for everyone, our main character is played by Sam Rockwell. His mother is played by Ann Dowd. His girlfriend is played by Elliot Page. His, uh, halluc- he hallucinates a love interest on the bus with Zendaya. His asshole of a coworker slash boss, Fortune Feimster, for some reason. Uh, and raising the stakes of this movie, coming in with the, the featuring fucking thing on the cast list donald glover, donald glover. <laughs> that's great featuring right. donald glover oh i got it his therapist is michael shannon nice oh yes i love that i love that <laughs> beautiful barely in the movie but he's got such a presence that you're like i don't want to like he can give you that i don't want to be here so fast mm-hmm. all right ben i got a very important question for you what is the title of this movie in transit. Oh shit, Ooh. that's really good. <laughs> wow. I put you on the spot and you fucking homered it, man. That was fucking awesome. That was good. In transit. That is very good. <laughs> Fuck. That is so good. 
<laughs> I agree. I love it. All right. Well, MTA, like, you know, if you do it in Baltimore, like the T stands for trans mass transit, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like in transit. Yeah. This is very good. The bus, the bus thing is how the band started. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I found out that my, I found out that my bus, my bus line was ending. And so I drank all my rent money away that month and I joined a band that same month. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Wild shit. <laughs> and, it's led you, and it's led you to where you are now. Yeah. On this podcast. Yeah, it's on, great. Like on the shitty podcast. <laughs> you look back at your you know, you look back at your life and you're like, the fucking bus line. I'd still be I'd still be living in Dundalk if that bus line hadn't been canceled. Mm. That's it. That was like, you know, you look back at your life, it's like that's yeah. the catalyst of it all. So like what? So I was like, that's an interesting push. Like just yeah. life, like your ability to live. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, um, like I, I, I don't think I would be living in the central Iowa area if I hadn't started dating my now wife in college. And yeah. I don't, I don't think I would be as happy anywhere else in Iowa. You know, I certainly wouldn't have cool. a wife. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, definitely. I totally, I get that. Uh, but that's our movie. That's thank our you, movie. thank you, Ben. Thank Thanks you for coming on. Thank you for having me and for or sitting with me for so long. Yeah, I, I, always a pleasure. It's only eight thirty here. I'm gonna fucking play oh, sweet. Play, PlayStation after this. Um, <laughs> nice. I, you had a that's a really beautiful movie. I think it's really great, and um, I'm excited for people to hear it. I'm excited to listen back to it and just be like, yeah, this is. It's a really. It's just a really just. A wild beautiful, idea. Beautiful. Well, beautiful. I don't know. It just seems very beautiful to me. And it's like very well put together with a lot of different meanings and visual elements. Very thought out. One of our more, oh, yeah. if not the most thought out one we've had. I believe Tim most over of this is, movie, but yeah, most it's of this was on the top of the head. It, yeah, well, a lot of it, it was. Yeah, you're very I like, okay. I got the, I got the. Uh, again, like with writing, like I'm, I have no, like a lot of people like get hung up on. Like uh, being like, oh, this is my special thing. I make it. It's like, no, we're just rearranging themes. That's all we can yeah. do. Yeah. So it's like, that's why it's like, okay, that thing happened in Goodwill Hunt. Like, we don't need to do like quite that that yeah. thing. It's like, but that's how you like. That's how you reference stuff. Yeah. For me, like the best stuff is always different but familiar. Mm-hmm. There's a different take on it. It's like I recognize that. It's like you know, like mac and cheese, but spicy. <laughs> <laughs> And it all comes back to food. And it all yeah. comes back, doesn't it always? <laughs> all right. All right, Ben. Uh, tell people where to follow you on social media or whatever so that they can keep supporting you. Every Thursday, I do a Twitch stream. Uh, you can f- just find out more about the band uh, through youmeband.com. Like all our socials on Instagram and uh, Twitter and TikTok and shit are just youmeband. The band is called You Me and Everyone We Know. I'm one of the greatest songwriters of my generation. <laughs> um, and uh, it's the Bob it, Dylan of your generation. So yeah, the Bob say. Dylan. <laughs> if you liked this movie idea, I made, I have 50 songs you can listen to. <laughs> <laughs> That's my pitch. Perfect. Sean, nice. take it over. Oh, uh, check out, uh, as always, the Graham uh comedy show on instagram 
we'll eventually have live shows again uh whenever that will be uh, the pandering talk anything that's on this net, uh, channel or whatever listen to any of uh, those good podcasts um i know this is coming out in what january february maybe january I don't care. I'm going to pitch the Christmas films, Holiday, Christmas, Inheritance. They're real cheesy Christmas films I watched with my wife. Well, Holiday's actually a holiday one. That one's the best one. It's got a knockoff Chris Hemsworth in it with the aforementioned Emma Roberts is in that film. Mm-hmm. Um, but Christmas Inheritance is holy shit. It is the most cheesiest but makes you feel good Christmas uh, movie out there. It's on Netflix. Also watched Hometown Holiday, which was the worst, one of the worst Christmas (laughs) movies I've ever seen. It seemed like they made, they shot 30 minutes, or they shot the film, realized they only had 30 minutes of the film. So then the first hour of the film is just bullshit until you get to the 30 minute where everything happens so fast. It's almost more of a case study in how a real shitty film works, basically. That's my pitch. (laughs) (laughs) And to wrap it up, I'm going to say please uh, subscribe to What a Pitch and the Pandering Talk uh, podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts. I believe they're available on wherever people listen to podcasts. Uh, And while you're subscribing, please uh, rate and review uh, the podcast. This really supports our shows very much and gives us more, um, uh, it gives us a better leg to negotiate on and so that we can get strong guests like ben here um but hopefully to continue to improve maybe get someone who's actually won a grammy ben I'm i'll kidding. work on it <laughs> <laughs> we'll have you back on if you do uh next year <laughs> six months uh <laughs> i don't know when the grammys are <laughs> um but yeah so please rate rate and review that really helps out the podcast so that we can continue to grow our shows and make them better for everyone uh, personally, you can follow me on Twitter at Daniel Cutler, K-U-T-T-L-E-R. I'm kind of funny sometimes, uh, but you, you can, are. you can follow what a pitch on Facebook and Twitter at P O D W A P. Uh, thank you, Ben, for coming on. Thank you, yeah, Sean, thank for you so much. helping me host as always. And thank oh, you yeah. listeners to, for listening to what a pitch. Bye. Bye, baby. <laughs> I can't do it loud. It's late.